Hi there, this is Not Invented Here, a show about tech, product development and business, and I'm your host, Dima Malenko. Hello, hello, this is Dima again, and this week I have another story. The story is inspired by a conversation I had with a client of ours over the email when we were working on moving their application to the cloud. And you know, at Rollapp, what we do, we move applications to the cloud. We take desktop application and run it on our cloud platform and allow users to interact with the application running in the cloud from the browser while creating an illusion that the application is running locally on their computer. And that works great. That works great. Um, But one of the important differences of this scheme versus the application actually running on the uh, user's computer is that there is the internet between the user and the application. And sometimes it is possible that connection to the internet by the user can be lost and therefore connection from the user to the application is lost as well. And the way we approach this situation, we keep the application running on the server for some time, depending on the level of user subscription. And if user does not reconnect to that instance of the application running in the cloud, we will kill it. Uh, That client, which I mentioned, they were asking if there is a possibility to kind of sort of hibernate the application with its virtual environment and store it on disk indefinitely. And this is an important word here, sort indefinitely, so that later on, at some point in time, the user comes back and recalls that, hey, I had this word processor running and I had an important document there. Let me continue working on that document right now. At which point we supposedly would unhibernate the application and let the user continue from the point where he lost the connection to the application previously. Uh, Unfortunately, at this point in time, with the current state of technology that we use it, Technically, it is very challenging to hibernate the application in its virtual environment, and therefore we do not offer this as a capability of our platform. But there is another thing which I wanted to touch on, and this was the word indefinitely. Throughout this conversation, I will use several words of similar nature, like indefinitely, unlimited or infinitely and i think they all generally bear similar similar meaning for the purposes of my discussion and what i wanted to touch on was that even if it would be technically possible for us to hibernate applications storing those images those hibernated applications those snapshots of those applications indefinitely is completely different story because indefinite or infinite means a lot. And whenever someone takes upon themselves to do something indefinitely or provide infinite amount of something, it sounds all very, very, very suspicious to me. So even when we 
make it possible to hibernate applications and kind of rerun them from a snapshot, I don't think we will be committing to storing those images indefinitely. And I'm sure you've heard a lot of marketing pitches advertising something that will be either indefinite, unlimited, or what's what's the third word? Infinite. Right. And and there is a reason why those words are used in marketing materials, because they are attractive to the user. And the reason I think I I can think of two reasons why those um, those words are attractive to the user. And first, of course, is an illusion for the customer that he can save that he kind of gets something for cheap when he gets indefinite uh, or infinite plan or with with infinite amount of something. And I guess into this category of money saving features comes lifetime licenses for software, whereas uh, you buy once and supposedly can use this forever. Well, that, that, that's going to be the fourth word or the fourth and the fifth word, forever and um, lifetime. Uh, One of the reasons why they are so attractive is that there is um, a perception that when you get something and pay once and get it for, and can use it forever, or pay a finite amount of money and, and again, and get something unlimited, that you get a good price, that you get a bargain, and this perception definitely helps uh, selling things. And another thing why those words sell is that when you get something infinite, you get a lot fewer questions going on in your head whether this thing that you are getting will fit your needs. Because if you get if you get two gigabyte plan for storage, then you start thinking, well, I plan to save my photos there. Will those two, did I say gigabytes, like two terabytes would be more uh, realistic these days. Would those two terabytes be enough? Um, What if I wanted to store some videos there as well? You, you, You start thinking and you then start second guessing your decision to buy this plan and uh, the seller of the plan the 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 company that wants to sell you this service doesn't want you to do that and if they are able to somehow offer you infinite plan you don't have any questions like that you know that it's infinite it can do whatever you want it to do and and the same things with uh, lifetime licenses well i need this thing now i can pay the price but what if they ask me to pay for upgrade in six months or in a year with lifetime license this hurdle is removed much fewer questions are going on in customers head and and that helps selling plans and uh, other goods which are unlimited or infinite but unfortunately from all the occasions i had a chance to kind of interact in one way or another with those unlimited infinite and forever options they were never truly unlimited infinite or forever and that's for a good reason too because from a business perspective when you sell something you get from the customer a finite amount of money and then the 
sustainability of your business depends on the ratio between the amount of money you got from the user and the costs related with providing the service to that particular user. And if you're providing something unlimited or infinite, those costs have a tendency to grow. Well, they they don't have a natural limit on how large they can be, uh, whereas your revenue naturally is is limited. And in the long term, it is impossible to balance those two things out. And that's why whenever I see an offer for a lifetime license, I'm looking also for an option to get this as a subscription. Well, that's because I believe subscription-based business models are better fitted to the uh, nature of software development and give me a better chance of actually being able to use the software I'm getting. When the developer has a recurring source of revenue, he has motivation to update the software to work with new operating system, with new devices, whereas when I pay them once and get a lifetime license, they can only sustain updating their software when new users keep coming in. But again, there is a limited number of new users that can come to this particular vendor of an application. And at some point, it can be sooner or later, but at some point, the revenue coming from new users will not be enough to sustain further development and maintenance of the application. And at this point, my lifetime license can kind of expire, even if technically the lifetime has not ended for me, luckily, and for for this application as well. And this is the business reason of why those infinite, unlimited things don't, don't work. But there is another reason of why those plans and those unlimited, infinite offers don't really work uh, from technical engineering perspective. There is nothing that is unlimited. As an engineer, you don't have things in your disposal that are unlimited. That means if you're if you are using a component for providing your service, you have to account for the fact that sooner or later that component will fail and you will have to replace it with something else. And that failure can be physical, right? like hard drive failing, CPU failing, and things of that nature. And that and failures can be software related, like like new versions of operating systems or the platforms you use. For example, the operating system you built your platform for providing the service on can be upgraded and you can be sooner or later forced to upgrade to the latest or to the newer version of that operating system. And the components that you developed for the previous version of the operating system may need to be updated to work correctly and efficiently on the new platform that you are using for providing the service. And that, in either case, it means that you incur additional cost at that at that point. And that is all because the components which you use, either hardware or software components, 
they are not unlimited. You have to maintain them. You have to replace them with something newer. And that all increases your expenses. And those expenses have to be covered by something. And another thing from technical standpoint, and I'm now talking more of software of software side of things is that when you when you build your system the architecture and engineering approaches for developing something that has to work with finite amount of something versus infinite amount of something can be very 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 different and they have to be very 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 different and an example of uh, when that was not accounted for was the Microsoft's one uh, drive uh, cloud storage. Early on, um, when Office 365 first came to the market, Microsoft was offering unlimited OneDrive cloud storage to paid subscribers of Office 365. And later on, in a year or something, they removed this unlimited capability from their accounts and capped the amount of storage available to users at one terabyte or something like that. And the reason for that was that it seems that Microsoft miscalculated the number of users that will really treat this storage as unlimited and how unlimited they wanted that to be. And some even say that um, certain users had like 75 terabytes or even more uploaded to OneDrive. And that, of course, poses a great, great problem for the provider of the service. An analogy I can draw for for the technical problems that can appear in this case is is following. Imagine you are a provider of uh, deposit boxes for your customers. And um, normally you would go as saying that you get um, a deposit box with this, with such and such dimensions and Whatever you can put in that box, you can put in that box. If you switch to flexible deposit boxes, which can be of varying size, which can be of different size, that that is one thing. If you start offering unlimited deposit boxes, sooner or later, you come across a customer who would want to store as much of his stuff in that box that wouldn't physically fit into the building where the deposit boxes are supposed to be stored. And that at that point, you will have to make a decision whether you put limits on the sizes of those deposit boxes or you change your internal mechanics of how this work, uh, of how those things work and allow a single customer to have deposit boxes in different buildings, which was not something that you had to do initially when the sizes of those deposit boxes were limited. So whenever you find something that says that you, for a finite amount of money, you will get something infinite, unlimited, something that will last forever and will be working for the entire lifetime of yours, know that you cannot rely on that promise. Because in real life, it is next to impossible to fulfill such promises. And 
at that point, you should start looking where those limits are and explore them before you commit to the service or just be ready that something that is unlimited is actually limited and something which is infinite is actually finite. Take care. See you next time.